What's up everybody, this is Brandon Bateman and today I have for you part seven of a video series that I did with Robert Wensley and Jerry Norton all about PPC. In this video, we're gonna talk specifically, not just about how you choose a market, but how do you specifically select that market within an ad platform? This is something that not a lot of people talk about. They talk about, you know, I'm gonna target Phoenix, for example, but what exactly does that mean? Uh, turns out there's different ways that you could do that and get vastly different results. So we're going to talk about the specifics of how you dial that down the best possible way. I think you'll find this really interesting and a huge help in your strategy as you're figuring out how to make PPC work for your business. You just bid what you need, and then it's going to find the lowest cost opportunities for you, which is an amazing thing. Guys, welcome back to another video in this series. This has been incredible. Rob and Brandon, I mean, this is awesome covered so many things. I've learned a ton. It's been so great to get your insight. Rob, all that you've brought to this as well. Guys, if you haven't yet, be sure to watch the videos in this series. We made a playlist here and we really tried to work through from like start to finish all the different things that go into PPC and how you can really dominate that marketing channel in your wholesale real estate business. On this video, Brandon's going to hyper-focus on how to actually choose your virtual market, whatever market, I guess, whatever market it is, how you choose that market, and not just how you choose the market based on the data you gather. It reminds me a little bit, Rob, you and I talked about, you know, picking your market based on your buyer count, right? It's a reverse engineering model to that to make sure that you're working in a market where you're going to have higher chance of success. Oh, absolutely. If you think of the the house as the product yeah. in wholesaling, you, you want ideally a product that people want. <laughs> Right. And where it is, is a, is a massive piece of that. I think the first thing you want to figure out when you're choosing specific markets, like let's just say, cause in our last video, we talked about, do you want to, you know, do you want to just do your backyard or do you want to go virtual? Assuming you <laughs> want to go the virtual route, there's a lot of reasons that you might choose one thing versus another. Like on one side of the scale over here, we have like, maybe we're in just a couple markets. Right. And then all the way over here, we could be like, statewide and 50 states. Yeah. Right. And there's this huge range and there's people here that are really successful and there's people here who are really successful. They're, they're a little bit different business models. I can tell you one thing that's going to happen as you move from here to over here, more markets or wider around those markets, you're definitely going to get cheaper in your cost per lead, but you also gain operational complexities. Yeah. yeah. Right. So maybe you're, that. Yeah. yeah, maybe you now you're in this, like as an example, if I was going to choose four markets, I might be more inclined to choose four markets in Texas than I would be to choose four markets in four states. Because as you cross state boundaries, now the laws are different. It's going to be different comping properties. Like a lot of people going into Texas, for example, have issues with it being a non-disclosure state and then their comping process fails. And like, there's all these little like intricacies that you learn over time. And if you, if you have less markets to figure that out in, then you're going to learn faster, but also you have a higher cost per lead. So those are the things that you want to balance out. Any thoughts on that, Robert? Yeah, 100%. I always say, don't do too many too quick, right? Like, I, I, I call it, the way I train this to people is auditioning markets. And I usually recommend that, you know, when w once you have your core market stabilized, typically I would audition like three to six new ones at a time. When we're auditioning, we're doing the, you know, four to six months of spend, collect data, see how they're performing, and then we'll kill off the bottom ones at the mm -hmm. end of that and then double down on the new ones and then s always be cycling new ones, testing new ones. So auditioning markets, you can't audition 50 markets mm. all at once. It's too much complexity, mm. too much going on. You, you don't actually learn anything. 
Yeah. Right. So you don't learn a lot be... about individual markets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to be small enough that your team can actually understand the ins and outs of those markets, the nuances on the acquisition side of where are the good areas and the bad areas, how to value stuff correctly. And then also so that on Dispo, Dispo can start building up their like kind of go-to list of the best guys to move the deals to and understand how people are operating in that market. So yeah, three to six at a time. If you really want to push it, like when you're first getting started, sometimes we'll throw 12 in, we'll start with like a dozen, but we're not trying to go deep on all dozen. We're just trying to see like, Mm -hmm. like which ones are, can we kill real quick? And then we'll probably chop that down to like six really quickly. And you have a strategy that's like kind of dead in the middle, right? Yeah. It's not like 50, 50 states at once no. and it's not like one or two markets. And I think, I think a lot of people can benefit from being in the middle a lot just for everybody's. And I was going to say, good. and what, what would you consider a market, a county or an hour radius? Or did you say foreign Texas? Would that be, I mean, can they be back to back markets? Maybe they touch each other or how, how's that look? Yeah. I think, and, and you tell me if I'm defining this different than you would, I would define a market generally as like a DMA, like yeah. a, like a whole, like, like Houston is a market. Yeah. Dallas, Fort Worth is a market. Is its own market. You know, they Austin, might, they all have their own counties. Yeah. Right. A now, metro, a major yeah, metro. Major metro. Yes. So, so a lot of people will use that. There's a, you know, the common thing called a DMA, like a, like a yeah. designated marketing area. But you have to be really careful actually with how you choose the markets and how exactly you define them makes a really big difference. Mm. So for example, let's just take. Atlanta or, or I'll give you, I'll give you something even a little different. Let's, let's call it uh, like LA, right? LA versus LA and Inland Empire, <laughs> two different markets, mm-hmm. very, very yeah. different, but you could say they're all kind of part of the one. Also, how wide you go around that makes a big difference. So if you're just to do the DMA or even counties, for example, there's San Bernardino County, there's Riverside County. These are counties that start right next to LA and Inland Empire, and then they go all the way over to the Nevada border. So they've got this massive area of high desert, and then they've got this like really populous area with great spreads. In the high desert, there's a bunch of properties that you don't want, or you'll have a really hard time moving. Another example of that I'm just thinking is like, I'm, I come from Metro Detroit, and Metro Detroit, I mean, if you look at Macomb and Oakland County, very similar, but then Wayne County, which is right next to them, that's Detroit, and that's a whole nother animal. It's its own yes. beast, just yeah. that one you so, know, market. Yeah. So different markets have different dynamics. Like there's some like uh, Detroit uh, or, or Cleveland or Baltimore, mm-hmm. where the closer you get to the middle of it, the more rundown things get yeah. and the lower value the homes are. And then as you get into the outskirts, that's where you find a lot of value. Oh, nice homes. Yeah. Suburbs. Yeah. yeah and, the and then there's others like, like more often than not, it's more expensive in the yes. core and then it gets yeah. less expensive as you go out. So some of them are kind of like backwards yeah. markets. Detroit's a classic example of like, you know, you're going to, you're going to be super excited to lock up a house for three grand and then be disappointed <laughs> to find nobody willing to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you, the alternative is free. Yeah. Yeah. The city will literally pay you money to yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a hard, yeah. it's a hard situation. But with that point, just remember the bidding that we do, right? So yeah. let's just say you're bidding at a certain point. Okay, if I have the core of Inland Empire with Riverside and San Bernardino, and I have all these high desert areas in the same campaign, and I'm just bidding the certain price, where am I likely to win those auctions? All in the desert. All in the desert. Yeah, there you don't. Not win. in those core areas. Riverside County. So a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I get, I get a little bit of like, you know, area that's not my core in it. No big deal. 
because only like 2% of the people are there. I'm not going to get that many properties from there. But then you'll find that you get most of your leads from those areas because the way that PPC works, and this is something brilliant about Google. You like, you just bid what you need and then it's going to find the lowest cost opportunities for you, which is an amazing thing. Except if, if some of the areas wrong, if yeah. some of the things that you're targeting aren't the things you want, then you'll get a ton there. Like in Detroit, if you target the whole thing and you don't want that inner city area, you're going to find that you get way more leads than you want from the so inner city area. So can you geo-target it right down to zip code and city and to like exclude? Yeah, you can, you can file a complaint with Google and Facebook if you'd like. Unfortunately, zip codes <laughs> are not an option. Yeah, we uh, used to have them, but then yeah. they took them away from us. Yeah, that equal opportunity housing regulations. because yeah, um, it's discrimination. Supposedly. Yeah. Is it actually discrimination? I think there's some yeah. varying yeah. opinions. I mean, zip code's that. hard to discriminate, right? I mean, it's like, I showed my ad on Google to you in this zip code, but I don't want the opportunity to buy your house in a different zip code. It's just, yeah. I, I don't see that as being like the discrimination that's going to bring the United States down. But either way, you can't do it. You can do on Google like one mile radius. So you can yeah. get pretty narrow. So that's if you what want a lot to. of guys do. They'll take the crime map uh, or, you know, like whatever, and they'll, they'll drop a bunch of these one mile radiuses. <laughs> Yeah. To cover the whole crime area. To stay away from the high Right. To exclude it. And that's, yeah. yeah, And that's only really needed in specific markets that are like troublesome. So don't just fixate just on the way our top guys do it is they don't just fixate just on which cities, but like, what are the pockets Mm -hmm. in this city that we want to do? Would you agree with that? I would, I would say it's uncommon that our clients are getting are excluding a lot of pockets from the city maybe like some area if it's like especially high crime or something like that but usually it's not like we're just kind of choosing like we're choosing most of the city but it it depends on how you define city too like i'll give you an example yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly because suburbs work like one one of the things i hear from a lot of guys is hey we're really doing well in the suburbs Yes. So if I'll use Salt Lake as an example, because I, yeah. I live close to Salt Lake, right? So if you were to target Salt Lake City, because a lot of people are like, oh, I, I chose Salt Lake City as my market. I'm just going to type in Salt Lake City, add to Google ads. Okay, good. You'd be targeting this little thing right yeah. here and you have this entire Wasatch front. You wouldn't even be targeting South Salt Lake City because it's technically a different Second city, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like targeting Phoenix, but not Mesa. And most yeah. people right? will just type in the default. Like most amateurs yeah. will just type in the default. So they're literally like anyone inside that one predefined. So you might have 10 times more people bidding in that one predefined space. You go across the street and there's nobody bidding. Exactly. But you can define in the PPC campaigns. You can, right? So different ways that people do it, like cities are just too restrictive, right? So if you're just going to do cities and you're going to have all these patches, you're going to miss everything in between. It's not good. You do counties, then you end up with like counties like Maricopa County, where in, in Arizona, where it's like all this stuff. And then yeah, you have like three the million Phoenix people Metro. or something. Yeah. But then you have like the Phoenix Metro and that's all good. But then you can go really rural or like Riverside, San Bernardino County yeah. in California. Right. So counties aren't super representative. Yeah. And cities, the other thing people do is like try to do with population. But I live like in a, in a city called Lehigh that has like a really low population, but it's right next to Salt Lake. So all the buyers from Salt Lake buy in Lehigh. Yeah. Right. So it's proximity to a larger metro makes it way different than if Lehigh were just this thing in the middle of nowhere with nothing yeah. else close to it. Because where you draw the city boundaries, you know, I could just draw a really small city boundary and now we made the population low. It's arbitrary. Yeah. So my my favorite way to do this, we do it with satellite imagery. So mm, you can do you can get there's a I use a particular website. You can use anyone. I think the one I use is called blue-marble.de or something like that. And they have, Blue-marble. Yeah, it's like some someone we'll in Denmark made it. Yeah, we could drop it in the the lead. It's the nighttime satellite one, 
right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, so what it is, is it's like Google Maps and there's plenty of them. I mean, you just Google something like this, you'll find it. But it's basically Google Maps. But instead of seeing like the satellite imagery during the day, like you ordinarily would, you can see it at night. For the lights? Yeah. So at night, then you can see lights where there's houses. And there are no lights where there's no houses. So you start to look at metro areas, and it becomes really clear where the core of the metro area is. So you can literally draw a line around where you want to be. Yes, and then you can target it with radiuses. So we like have the maps here, and then we have our Google Ads account here, and we're kind of like, yeah, we're outlining what areas you want. That's how you avoid rural areas. Because if you do counties, then they have some good areas, some bad areas. Cities aren't all-inclusive. What you want to say is, basically, I want to look at the center of this metro area, and I want to make sure wherever I'm targeting that if I were to drive from the center of that area to this area, I'm only going to be passing houses on either side of the road until I get there. If I have to like then go through 10 miles of farmland and then get to this area, mm-hmm. now we're in a situation where this is harder to disposition yeah. than it would have been otherwise. Interesting. So you're looking for connection to the main yeah. metro. That's how you know it's like yeah. part of it. So smart. There's also resources that you have with InvestorLift to, to kind of share like what typical assignment fees are per market. We have, because yeah. we track all this stuff for our clients, we have our own database of, you know, what spreads they typically have. And, and actually that's one of the, we mentioned the toolkit that we'll put in the, Amazing. in the show notes here. One of the resources in there, we've actually gone through all of the, all of the markets in the United States with this satellite imagery. We've, we've basically figured out all the GPS coordinates to get all of them outlined properly mm. and put it all into a spreadsheet and also correlated it with typical spreads in those markets in such a way that you can kind of select it in a spreadsheet and then upload it right into Google Ads. So if anybody's wow, doing cool. that, that's huge. That's part yeah. of the toolkit. Guys, wow. you hear that? That's a free, t- that's in the free toolkit in the description. That's mm-hmm. really awesome. What an amazing resource. Thank you, Brandon. You know, this was really helpful because, I mean, oftentimes we just think, Oh, you know what? It's a market. There's people that want to sell houses. Let's just go start doing stuff. And, but again, you're strategically making decisions that are going to give you the highest results on your effort. And that's at the end of the day, like we're spending money. We're building a team. We're doing a business. Why would we not be very selective about how to get the greatest return on that? Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think you, a lot of people are focused on how do you push the button a lot of times? I think with PPC, it's, the question usually isn't how many times do you push the button? It's more which button do you push? Like and you want that. to be really intentional about yes. that. Because when you make adjustments in PPC that aren't absolutely necessary, what happens is you screw up the algorithm. It has to like reset. Yeah. So what, what I tell my teams, everything we do, we act with purpose. Yeah. What that means is every button you press has to be a really specific reason <laughs> you're doing that because there's a real cost of doing that if it's not actually what's going to help us. Yeah, perfect. Okay, guys. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you, Brandon. Guys, we're going to, again, leave some links in the description. One of those is that free toolkit we were just talking about. And we'll see you guys on the next video. 